Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was your new year? I had a good time. Oh, I hung good. out with friends and I don't even know what time I actually went to sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> you tired, huh? A little bit. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yours. It was quiet. We kept it low key. We, um, me and um, the guy I'm seeing, we just kept it. We were supposed to do a New Year's Eve party, had it paid for and everything. Mm-hmm. But because of OMI, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't. So we, I cooked, made a nice little dinner at home. We watched uh, the Lakers game late last night, watched Countdown, and it was pretty cool. Ooh. Nice. Yep. All right. Well, guys, I know that we skipped a week. Uh, as uh, Keisha said, we needed a holiday break. So mm-hmm. um, we are back. Um, I guess, it, do you want to kind of touch on some of the stuff from the previous week, the week of December 20th? Because, um, or do you just want to focus on 27th? Um, I mean, we can probably merge the weeks and just talk right. about stuff that happened. Okay. All right. I, well, what'd you so, say? Uh, so, the, the new week, like an idiot. So, I'm kicking my. And I kind of was. And I was kind of breaking up. Okay. Is that. Better. I'm, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. okay. I was just saying I deleted my notes from last week when I was taking my new new notes like mm-hmm. an idiot. But oh, I still oh, remember wow. some, some of what happened um uh last week. They I saw kind of merged together with the same stories. That's true. That is true. So we'll just take it as it comes, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right, well, you guys, welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, and we're kind of doing a back and forth between the weeks of December 20th and the week of December 27th. I hope you guys had a great holiday and and were safe and everything, so... Let's just go ahead and jump into this because I know you got to be done by four, correct? Or before four, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So we ain't going to uh, keep yapping on about stuff. We'll just go ahead and get into it. All righty. So let me see something here. Hold on one second. Okay. So I'm going to give two summaries. So the week of December 20th, Jack objected to Billy's plan. Billy and Lily stage a public argument for Adam's benefit. Aware Sally was spying on him, Billy reestablished contact with his old card-playing buddies. Nate and Elena decided to move in together, and Nick made amends with Victoria and Ashlyn. And then for the week of the 27th, Victoria realized Billy was only pretending to unravel 
She agreed to keep quiet if he promised to take Newman Media down with a lawsuit. Adam and Sally make New Year's Eve plans. Abby and Chan squirm when Devon asked them to consider sharing custody of Dominic with him. All right, so pretty much we only got two big storylines. It's this Billy storyline and it's this storyline with Abby and um, Abby, Chance, and Devon, right? Yeah. Pretty much. That's the two. Let me look at the 20th. Say it again. I said basically the two like huge ones. Yeah. I mean, we have small couple things, but pretty much it's all about Billy Lily and that whole thing, and then Adam, I mean, and then Abby, Chance, and Devon. So, which one you want to tackle first? Um, do you want to do Abby and Devon? Okay. So, um, let me here. Yeah. So, what did you think about? First of all, Nate recommends because, of course, now that Chance is back, Chance had that crazy conversation with Devon about where he's feeling in the moment. Devon take it to heart and figure that he misses Dominic and he's also mm-hmm. concerned for Dominic and now he wants shared custody. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think he is... I think he's overreacting with his concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that part of it, I don't understand. Like, are you concerned that they're not doing the best job that they can for the baby? Are you concerned that um, Chance isn't going to be a good father or that Abby is unstable? Like, what is your concern? Because they're not raising the baby how you would do it. I mean, as far as like taking care of them or the decisions that they make over the past however many weeks, like it, it just bothered me because I could see how they would have him looking at Chance while Chance was holding the baby. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't doing it right or something. And it's like, you've never been a parent, Divine. Right. So you have no room to try to judge the way somebody is taking care of a child. And it's mm-hmm. not like they're harming the baby or you know, doing anything. Yeah, like I just I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't really understand the concern that he has there. And it's like every little thing that they do to where maybe the baby seems fussy or something like that. It's like, is everything okay? Are you all right? And it's like, mm, you need to back up a little bit. I know, right? And I mean, it's just so crazy because I mean, most parents, if you haven't had a child before, and now you have this child, it's a learning process. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like you just said, it's not like they they abandoned this kid or chat, um, Chance and Abby is out hanging out, drinking and partying. The baby is left all the time with the nanny or any of that. Right. You know, and then he turns around. He's not being a hundred percent honest. He's keep telling them, I just want um something more legal in writing so I can have more time with Dominic. And it's like, no, you don't get to do that. Right. It's not your place. You're not his parent. You were the donor. 
what you knew, what your role was when you signed that contract. Just like Abby said, is this is what we all agreed to. And if I had known that it was going to turn into something more, I would have gone, a, we would have gone a different direction. So we didn't have which, to worry. About it. You know what I mean? Which is why she even said the part about, um, if I had known that when I left that baby with you, this was going to be this, I should have just left the baby with my parents, which mm. you probably should have. Yeah. Like yeah. I understand he's the godfather, mm. but when the baby has like actual relatives, why wouldn't that be your first go Exactly. Exactly. It makes no sense. And so, you know, uh, I mean, now the only other thing is, is that I would say the only reason that she probably didn't leave the baby with her parents is because they would have stopped her from going to Spain. You know but what I mean? She tricked them, trick them just like she did Devon. Because when she left the baby with Devon, he didn't know either. Right, but it took him a while. He allowed her that space, whereas her parents wouldn't have allowed her that space. Even if he, if she had to say, oh, I just need a moment and blah, 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 they would have kept her under a microscope. Whereas Devon was just happy to have a baby in the house. It really didn't until later dawn on him, like, where's Abby? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So, but still, Nate started this because if you remember the conversation that Devon had with Nate, Devon was hesitant at first. And then Nate was like, no, you pursue it. And Amanda, you know, I, I, you got, you feel some kind of way. And I'm like, Amanda, you're an attorney. You know how this works. It's legal paperwork. Amanda, she was the first one to say something like that. And then the next week was when Nate was asking him the question and making him feel like he had a right to go over there and, and ask for more time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was glad when Lily, when Nate told Lily about that conversation and Lily was like, well, that's probably not a good idea. When she yeah, said, if anything, Nate, and that's what I don't understand. There's this disconnect when it comes with the Winters family. Like when, okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll break it down like this. Like when Lily needed bailing out with the whole thing that happened to Chance Come. Why wouldn't you call your brother? When yeah. Yvonne is having issues with trying to, you know, understand this whole surrogacy process, why wouldn't you talk to your sister? It's right. just this disconnect that the writers have set up with this family that they never go to each other for big issues and concerns. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been obvious thing was to go talk to Lily because Lily has been through that situation and that process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She was the one that, you know, there was her children that was being carried by someone else. So she mm -hmm. was definitely in the middle, the pinnacle of a situation like that. Why wouldn't you ask Lily, like, look, this is what I'm feeling. I know I'm the donor. You were in a different situation. What are your thoughts? And Lily would have told him the same thing she told Nate. Like, look, you need to take a step back. Right. But they don't do this with this family. Just like what we said two weeks ago, why wouldn't Lily go to her own brother who's a billionaire to say, help me save this company? Right. Or buy the Newmans and 
and uh, Newman Media and Newman Lock is fighting over the bids for the business. So why don't you just, you know, help me? If I'm not saying that she he has to, but at least put the request the on the table. Yeah, and the topic never came up between them. Nope. And you would nope. think that they would have at least, even if Devon would have turned it down, you would have at least they would have at least showed them talking about it. So that right. Yes. Nope, you're absolutely right, and they just don't do that with this family. And it's like, I, and I and I know it's been other occasions too that I said, "Why don't you go ask Devon? He's a billionaire. That's your mm -hmm. brother. Why don't you go ask so and so about this, that, and the third? He has a company. You has a company. Why can't? And it's like they never write it where people with siblings don't even work that stuff out. You know what I mean? Yep. So, okay. Um, but yeah, it wasn't Nate's place. He should have told Devon, you know what, why don't you talk to Lily? And then after the fact, he realized he kind of screwed up when Lily talked to him. And he was like, oh, well, maybe I should have had Devon talk to you. No kidding. Yeah, and it's like, in what world would you think that that was, even if you haven't had that experience. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you think that Devon was entitled to even go ask that question of him? Exactly. What, what would make you think that that would be an okay thing to do? Especially, like we said before, considering that Chance is just now getting back home and he's trying to bond with that little boy and her to, to go or suggest that he asks for more time. And that's the thing. It's one thing to say, hey, i like to spend more time with Dominic. You won't freaking share custody. Yeah. And he said it so matter-of-factly. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, what he to spend an hour with the baby or something like that. Or for the mm -hmm. baby to come and hang out for, you know, a day or whatever. Asking for shared dang-on custody of this child. That's not yours. And then he was like, I'm going to create a room at my house for him and all this. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, you going too far. That's and I don't blame Abby for feeling that way. I mean, <laughs> it's already crazy what they've gone through. Yes, I get it. You know, Mariah's been through her stuff. Devon had the he delivered the baby into the world. But you you the godfather. Yeah, that's you know? not and you to think you you can ask for custody. The problem is and that's why, and I think I posted this somewhere, is that, and I know you, no, I was talking to you in a message. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, I remember you saying what there are sometimes where donors do know, you know, or the, 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 the parents do know the donor of their child, right? But you say no cases. Wait a minute, your phone broke up for a second. Say it again. I was saying, yeah, usually in those cases, it's it's usually a family member or like Devon, a very close friend that does it. If it's um, a um, a same sex couple type of situation, like I've seen that because they want um, like the child to have the biology of at least one of the parents or somehow both where um, maybe if it's two women, um the egg is the girlfriend, one of the, one of the women. And then like the other woman's male family member is the sperm donor or something. So now it's got both of its DNA. 
right. that, that kind of thing. Like I've seen that happen several times. Gotcha. Yep. But in this case, he's he's too attached. He knows that he has a biological child on the other side of that town. Mm-hmm. And he has a connection with this child. You know, and so in his eyes, he's looking like, oh, I think I need to get a piece of this custody. And it's like, no, you need to go sit down somewhere. Yeah. Like his, his sense of uh, the entitlement that he feels like he has in this situation is my, it just blows my mind. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's almost like, uh, like what, I don't understand what Nate said to him that made him change his mind because like, like you said, Devon was pushing back against it when Nate suggested it. Like, no, that's not. And even when Amanda was suggesting it, he pushed back against Amanda. Like, uh, basically, no, I'm not doing that. That's not. That's not right. Mm-hmm. And then it was like suddenly he changed his mind. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, and then, of course, as we saw this week, Nate is feeling some kind of way, man. I think I screwed up. I mean, man. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, because Abby was like, how you going to come up in here? You know what the rules are in this whole thing. You know what you signed up for, and then you're going to come up in here when I just got my husband back, who is mm-hmm. legally his father. you going to come over here talking about you won't share custody. Sorry. You know. It's almost like he made them second guess themselves like how that's a problem mm-hmm. very upset about it he was understanding he was like well i can i kind of under you get where he's coming from and i am just getting back from you know this traumatic experience and just like i get it i'm like i'm surprised that that chance isn't going off on him like this is i saw monday's episode and <laughs> You know, the thing is, is that Chance needs some counseling. Mm-hmm. After coming out of that, he almost lost his life. He saw his entire crew get killed. And then he's ripped out of this service back into civilian life. That's an adjustment. Right. Mentally. And he has yet to take advantage of that, too. Say it again. Devon's trying to take advantage. I feel like he's taking advantage of that situation, knowing that Chance is he's using that as a reason oh yeah yeah pretty much you know and it's so unfortunate that that's the case because now like you say chance is second guessing himself like man well maybe maybe i'm not a good father maybe i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing you know and it's all i mean this man just got back let him get his feet settled let him get comfortable with the baby let him get back into marriage he need to get some type of therapy or some counseling for all of this. Mm-hmm. And then you come and throw that in there. Yeah. And the thing about it is if Devon just would have kept his mouth shut and had just been there for them as friends, he probably could have pretty much had um, open like visitation or whatever quality time with the baby. If he had just been normal about this whole thing, yeah, because they told him mm-hmm. they, they told him that he could see the baby anytime he wants. Yeah. And but now, now like if I was them, 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm like side eye side eyeing you, and I'm gonna think twice about letting you spend time with my kid because who knows what you're gonna try? Like, I know, are you, right? Are you gonna try to look for things now? Fit parents because you want share custody. Yeah, exactly. Now you didn't rock the boat, and now they're giving you the side eye, and now they might every time you come around, they're gonna be thinking like, okay, so you know, be- yep. It but, mm-hmm. So, and I almost hope that she does that with him now. Like, I, I don't feel like I can trust you now because you want custody of our of our child. Yeah. Yep. How do I, I got to watch you every time you come around. And we got to feel awkward every time you in the room because you, you know, you trying to, you know, get a piece of this custody. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so here's the interesting thing. Monday's episode Devon is still, and I'm going to throw this nugget out here, Devon is still walking around waiting for an answer from them. And I'm like, didn't that girl just tell you? <laughs> She's like, I'm, still, I'm waiting to still get a final answer from from Abby and Chance. And I'm like, didn't that girl just tell you off last week? I would have walked away from that. Yeah. Why, why are you still holding on when somebody didn't got pissed off with you about bringing that up? Why would you be hanging on for hope? You should be like, you know what? Let's just forget about it. I'm not trying to start any problems. Let me just walk away from this. Right. But no, he still wants an answer. And I'm like, oh, this that's crazy. And it's only been a what a few a couple of days. So that's Correct. a huge decision. You can't expect somebody to come to a, a big decision like that in a matter of a couple of days. I know, right? You lucky she just didn't say no on the spot and walked away from you. <laughs> yeah, I mean she got she she was over there trying to tell you off and getting loud in your face where you couldn't even help Nate and Elena finish packing. Come, I got something to do. I got to go home. Well, if you that pissed off that you can't even help you, you know, help your cousin move, that should tell you something. Maybe you ought to walk away from this. Yeah, don't come back talking about. Well, I'm still waiting on an answer. Mm, walk away. Just leave that alone. Yep. You know, so. All right. What did you think about Nate and Elena deciding to move in together? I really, it didn't really bother me. It was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it was like, all right, I guess. They've been dating dating long enough in the soap world that they're probably at that stage now, so cool. I thought yeah. it was awkward, though. It, it was awkward yeah. for a minute when Nate um, the day Nate went to Devon's house when they were talking about him asking for custody, but like mm-hmm. and Devon was, I felt like he was being a little, um, I don't know, it felt like he was being a little bit of a jerk because he he said something about his lamps and he was like, you know, she's going to make you throw those away when you move in. And then um, I think Nate said something like, are you okay with this or does this bother you in any way or something like that? And he was like, should it? And then he was like, well, I think they said something like, I was just, I'm just asking or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, bother me. But it was just like that little exchange and that little interaction about that was, it was awkward. It, it felt awkward. And it also felt awkward when they first told them last week that they were going to move in together. Like Devon's, um, yeah, it was just a little weird. He could be, 
they can have Devon acting like a jerk every once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. In these last couple of weeks, he's just felt like a little bit of a jerk to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, it was, though, when um, Elena was telling Sharon that she was going to move out because her and Nate were moving in together. Mm-hmm. And Sharon went into her therapy mode. <laughs> uh, right. I'm like, why did they have every single time? I think I said this last, the last podcast. It's like every conversation Sharon is in turns into a therapy session with somebody. Right. It's like, okay, you shrinking heads everywhere you go. Right. That's definitely what it looked like she's doing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that topic. Okay. And then what do you think about? The previous week, where um, Nick made amends with Victoria and Ashlyn. Um, I mean, at this point, he may as well. Yeah, because the rest of the family, because see, you know what that came off of when he was sleeping and he had that dream. That yeah. was right before Christmas, and he had that dream of um going to all these different places and mm-hmm. yeah I was like okay here we go again but um, I guess it prompted him to make those changes or whatever I'm like okay I guess sure why not <laughs> yeah cause it's like you don't you validate get along with her husband and you back with your sister or you and your sister are pretty much just going to be forever on the outs because you don't accept your husband. So you mm-hmm. got to sacrifice one way or the other. And then if it turns mm-hmm. out that Ashlyn is lying about some of the, some more stuff or faking the illness or whatever, then it's like, okay, well, I told. I mean, not to not that he's got to say it to her, but it'll just I told you so kind of moment, and you just be there for your sister. Yeah, pretty much. All right, um, now. You ready to unpack this whole Billy thing? Yeah. Okay, so the previous week, they wanted to bring Billy into this whole thing. I mean, not Billy, Jack. Mm-hmm. And Jack wasn't having it. He was like, I ain't, you know, none of this makes sense. And, you know, and then, of course, they still stage in a public argument in front of Allie, uh, in front of Adam, and then Sally was uh, seeing them playing cards. This whole thing is just so stupid to me. Yep. Idiotic. Because my thing is, is that you, all this time you're wasting, you could have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. Now, he claimed he's trying to clear his name, but you, how you clear your name by acting stupid? You faking being an alcoholic and a gambler. Yeah. Faking. Yeah. And so what is that going to prove? All it's going to prove is that you're a manipulative person. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all they're going to be like, okay, dude, you try, I know you're trying to clear your name, but you went through all of this to prove that you wasn't doing this. Right. What? And then the other part of this, because this is what I talked to you about earlier this week, mm-hmm. which was, okay, but before we move to this week, I'm, do you like the fact that Jack did stand up against that? I, I think we talked about um, before 
when Jack finds out what he's doing, that he's not gonna, um, mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna like it. And he had the exact reaction that we said he would have, where he told it was a bad idea. And then Billy had the nerve. Like, if somebody asks me about this, I'm not gonna lie about it. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you betray me, I'll never forgive you for this, something like that. And it's like, Billy, have a seat. <laughs> Like, you can't put this man in the middle of this and then mm-hmm. ask him to lie for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it's like, dude, let it go. Yeah. But it got worse the week of December 27th because while he's trying to stage this whole thing in front of Victoria, Victoria grabbed the drink and come to find out it was apple juice. Yep. And then she looking at him like, what are you up to? What are you doing? You sitting up here acting like you drunk when you only drinking apple juice. And then he started making up lies, talking about, well, after tasting Johnny and Katie's apple juice, it made me think. And she was like, dude, okay, fine. You want to drink apple juice because of the kids, but it still don't make you drunk. Why are you acting drunk? Right. It was, cr- I, I just, mm. but, 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 but. It gets worse. So they want to bring her in on the deal. Mm-hmm. They don't really. They don't have a choice if they want to continue with the story. Of course, they don't have a choice but to ask her if she'll, you know, cooperate. The other crazy part of this, which really I was, and Lily is just looking really pathetic right now, mm-hmm. is the fact that you riding and dying for this dude and you begged him to come and work at Chancellor to be COO. Your mama wants you to come and work for the company and you was like, no, no, no. I need to do this, blah, blah, and the third. But you will go and work for your ex. Oh, if you, if I do this, huh? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, what were you about to ask? I was going to say, when did when did he say he was going to work for Victoria? Well, this was the opportunity on the table. So, remember, Victoria was like, okay, I agreed to keep oh. quiet if you take Newman Media down with a lawsuit, which at that point, with that lawsuit, it leaves it vulnerable. And yes. so, Newman Locke would take it back over, but Billy was like, then you got to let me run it. Really, so really, he didn't want to work for Lily at that he wanted had nothing to do with anything else. And that he, yeah, but remember, Lily said, So, what was that, Wednesday or Thursday? She told him that you mean to tell me that you're going all through this to clean your name, but at the end of the day, you're gonna go work for your ex, yep. Yeah, I would be I would be like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want no part of this. You making deals with your ex wife and you willing to go work for her just to stick it to Adam and where does that lead me? The other part is Lily was like, You created a whole new dynamic to this plan without consulting me in it. Yeah. But you know what? That that's on her because you've been dealing with this dude who always choose to make decisions without you. He did the whole um thing with the games dude. 
He did a lot of stuff without you. Did you actually think he was going to stop? Right. Which is the other reason why I didn't understand why she was so hell-bent on wanting him to work um, at Chancellor with her. You're going to go through another round of him doing whatever the heck he wants to do in that company, and it's going to fall on you because you're the CEO. Exactly. And and you know, just because you're the CEO and he's in a lower position doesn't mean that he's not going to try to do what he wants to do without consulting you because he thinks he knows everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just a horrible combination and she keeps sticking it out with him. Yeah. You know, and it's, and I mean, like I said, the other part of this and the other slap in the face on this thing is after all, because remember him being COO at Chancellor means that he works for Lily. Right. You turn that down, but then you want to work for Victoria when uh, Newman Media supposedly would go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, at that point, I'd be looking like, dude, you know, pack your stuff, get out. Because I bet he's looking, I bet he's looking at that as a, he's not the owner, but he's a CEO. So he'd be in charge of basically the entire company, whereas with Lily, He's like literally working for her, working for her. Like he has no real control over the company. Lily would. But even still, he has to go and plead to his ex to even have that opportunity. And mm-hmm. the fact that he's willing to do that, you know, when and then he didn't even go through this part of the plan or create this part of the plan without talking to Lily. Mm-hmm. And she was pissed off about it. And I don't blame her. It's like, you know. I mean, how you gonna create a whole new thing with this whole plan and don't discuss it with me? But then you will go and create, and, and she's just standing back while her and while him and Victoria are just trying to figure this whole thing out. There's no way I'd be like, you know what? Both of y'all get out of my house, right? Well, well, you see, she took her cell phone over to Newman to talk to Victoria with him after that, though. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. She's. Mm-mm. I just. There's so many. I mean, she gotta cut Billy loose. Mm-hmm. Billy is not. Maybe Billy is good for a good time and hanging out, but to be in a full fledged relationship like what she's trying to do, what Phyllis tried to do, and what Victoria always have known because she's been with him and had kids with him. That dude gonna do what he wants. He's too impulsive. He's too obsessive. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing with him and Adam and Victor, I mean, how long is that? At what point is that going to end for him? At what point do you say, okay, I'm done. I finally got what I want. Or even if he loses again, at what point you say, you know what? I got to walk away from this. Right. That's the thing is that with all three of them, it goes in, it goes in cycles. They say they do whatever they do. Um, they come to the end of whatever scheme or whatever it is that they had planned. And then they say, okay, I'm done with this. And then something else pops up and they're back at each other's throats again. And it, it goes in cycles with each one of them. I guess the interesting thing with Adam and Victor is that they got so many other things that occupy their lives. Billy is 100% consumed with this. Mm-hmm. At least with 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 Victor, he deals with his family, he deals with his daughter, you know, he has his wife, Christmas, and all of that. Yeah, he's focused on it every now and then, 
but he got other things that he focused on. He's not so obsessed. Adam, he's talking, he's dealing with Chelsea, he's dealing with Chloe, he's dealing with Sally, and this New Year's Eve episode, which is Monday, is pretty interesting with those two. But all Billy talks about is this. You don't even see his kids. All he talks about is this. I mean, either way, either way it goes, even Victor, even Victor and Billy, or Victor and Adam, mm-hmm. get obsessed with trying to take Billy down, regardless of if they've got other, other avenues in their life that they also are dealing with. They they are just as obsessed as Billy can be when it comes to trying to get revenge on. Uh, well, look on like him. on either. Wednesday or Thursday's episode because we didn't have an episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. But on Wednesday's or Thursday episode, looked like Adam was just chilling because when Victoria brought up the whole thing about Adam, he was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then we saw Victoria calling Billy. He needs to step up his game. <laughs> That's because Adam was trying to put on the front because when Victor told Adam to drop it, he didn't want to. I know, right? Adam yeah. was just trying to make Victoria think that all um, up in arms when it comes to Billy. I just, but he I, is. He's just mm-hmm. trying to play it cool. Because if he if he didn't care and if he wasn't, then he would have dropped it when Victor told him to. And he got pissed off at Victor when Victor told him that. Here's the other thing. I just think that the writing on this side of this obsession is, is bad con- um, versus the way that it happened on the other side with Victor and Adam. It's mm-hmm. like, what is the, I mean, the end game, according to Billy, is that I'm hoping that Adam is going to write a story about the downfall and the crash and burn of my life. And then when he writes that story, I'm going to go and sue them into oblivion for calling, for saying these things about my life for defamation of character. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you got it on. It's on video. It's not like they made it up. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence. You ain't. You walking. You working. You you know doing your everyday life. You actually putting on the show for them to actually document. And then you gonna come back and say, ah, that's not me. I'm not a drunkard. And when they can walk right into court or whatever and say, well, look at this. We show him playing uh, craps. We show him drunk and falling all over the floor. It's just a stupid idea to yep. me. That's why it's going to work because they have, they have that evidence. Yeah. So it's not really, it's not defamation of character when you've played it out in public. Correct. And when you've portrayed being you, you're being drunk. It's not their fault that you decided to act. Right. It wasn't a real situation. You were out in public falling all over the place and falling on the ground and slurring your words and doing all that, sitting at the, the, the table. Now, whether or not you were sitting at the table actually playing cards or gambling with money is a different story. But mm-hmm. you're you're sitting with a bunch of bunch of gamblers and it's on video. So it's not like they're reporting false stuff and making up stories about you doing that. So exactly. I don't, they, so, 
mm-hmm. probably isn't even going to work out in his favor. Yeah, because the next thing they could say is, okay, then if he has evidence that you are this way, but you're saying that this never happened, and that how do you explain that? Well, I was just faking. Do you know how crazy that sounds in, in court? Mm-hmm. I right. was just faking it. Man, please. It just don't make any sense. You know, and I'm like, writers, if you were going to have Billy get some form of revenge, at least make it make sense. Right. Have them in some way admit to what they did was, or when it came to games, was a lie. Mm-hmm. That would have made sense if that's what he was going for, was trying to exactly. get them to admit it on tape. But just trying to make them make them think that you're falling off the wagon so they can report on it and you can say, well, that's not true. It's just stupid. And yeah, a waste of time. You jumping through all these hoops to just to make up a fake story that you can sue them for. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I mean, just say they put the article out there and they got all the pictures showing it. How do you deny that? Right. You know, sometimes people put videos in articles. They put pictures in articles. So they got you on, and, and the thing is, is that you know Sally is filming you. How do you, and nobody says, dude, how do you explain away video evidence? Mm-hmm. How do you explain that away except the fact that you said, well, I was faking? They're going to think you lying. What do you mean you was faking? How are you going to fake that? That doesn't make sense. How, how do I know you're not lying and you're just trying to cover it up? So, yeah, they did with the way that they wrote this part of the revenge on Billy's tip. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, but Victoria, on the other hand, she got leverage. And that's, that's, that's exactly when Billy should have just dropped the whole thing because just like Victoria, or just like what Lily said, is she's using all of you guys to get what she wants out of this. Yep. She's using Billy. She's using Adam. She'll use her dad. All of them to get what she wants out of it. So now this whole, basically this whole scheme is now just to work in Victoria's favor because you still want to move forward with it because you can't drop it. Now you're going to have to do it on Victoria's terms in order to keep her quiet. And all this is supposed to clear his name. Yeah, okay. You know, it's just, I mean, and the thing is, she's sitting over there cozying up with Ashlyn, basically saying everything that Lily is saying, like, shoot, I'm going to come out on the top of this. Basically, she don't care about none of that. She don't care about Billy. She don't care about Adam, Victor. She turned against her own father and keeping that secret from him. Now, I did read a spoiler Mm -hmm. that which doesn't add up because the other spoiler is the secrets that, you know, Ashlyn is supposed to have that they don't know. It could be something totally unrelated. But I also saw something that says that Ashlyn might go and tell Victor what's going on. Why would he do that? I don't know. That, again, we, you never know about how these, the direction of what these writers do. Because if it comes out that, because at the end of this, if his revenge is to say, you know what, I need you all to come out with the truth, 
about Aslan Locke's story, that throws her husband under the bus. Right. So Aslan ain't gonna want his history out there. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how they're gonna take this, what direction that they're gonna do. You know, I mean it could be a false spoiler, but you know, the thing is that that whole storyline it just doesn't make sense in the first place of him clearing his name. The yeah. best way to clear his name is to say, take ownership and say, you know what? I got caught up in something. I made a mistake. Because here's the other thing. Billy is still blaming everybody else. This is Victor's fault. This is Adam's fault. Dude, the plan wouldn't have worked if you hadn't bit the apple. Exactly. You bit the apple. So they could dangle the fruit in front of you. If you don't bite and you walk away and move on with your life, the plan would have never worked. Right. Y'all would have still had chance come. Games wouldn't have been an issue. There would have been nothing for him to blackmail because you blackmail Adam. They took that same video and turned it around on you. You made that video, not yep. him. You know, so I mean, he got to take some ownership instead of every conversation that he gets into. Victor did this to me. Adam did this to me. Yeah, they put the, they dangled the fruit in front of you, but you ate it. Right. You know, and until he actually takes ownership for that, he's never, he's never going to think he's, he's going to always think he's in the right. And the other thing is, I heard him say is that Adam has been handed Newman Media you know, on a silver platter, everything he gets, his daddy gives it to him. I'm thinking like, dude, your mama gave you chance come. What are you talking about? Jabot is your dad's legacy. They gave you the opportunity to run it. You acting like you were Sally Spectre. Now, Sally rings that song all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had to struggle for everything I got. I didn't get everything easy, blah, blah, blah. Billy? Um, rewind history, you got two sides. You got Abbott on one side and Chancellor on the other side. And you mad that Adam got the company handed to him. Chancecom was handed to you too, Boo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so stop. Stop with the madness. Just admit your fault and walk away from this. If he just said, I screwed up. I shouldn't have. They put it out there, but I, hey, I, I, I took the bait. I need to own up with that, fix my life, see where I went wrong, and move forward. Right. No. So, anywho, um, I think that's anything else on that whole thing, because Victoria is going to use this to, uh, did you see the previews for the week of January 3rd, when Victor, when um, <laughs> Lily told Victoria, you think you're in control of this? She said, I am. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. She she is in control of it, Lily. Were you not present at the conversation? <laughs> right. She that you all like, had? Yeah, I mean, she was like, you actually think you're in control of this, and that was so funny. Victoria was like, uh, that's because I am. Yeah, it's basically, it, it falls on her to, she can blow the whole plan up, or she can tell you guys what she wants out of the plan and you guys have no choice but to do it yeah. or she blows your plan up. Yeah. Like, literally no levers that they have with her. 
it's all on her. It's all on her to keep this plan going now. Yeah, because she can easily go back to her daddy and say, mm. Billy's faking. Yep. And blow that whole thing up. So you are at Victoria's mercy. But like you said a few minutes ago, the moment Victoria found out at society is when he should have said, you know what, plan over. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's it. Um, oh, the only other thing I would say is this thing with um, Tessa, Mariah, and Noah. Because obviously Noah feeling some kind of way about Tessa, and then now they're deciding to adopt a child. Mm. So I'm wondering, and look like that last interaction between Noah and Tessa, mm -hmm. it looks like there was some feeling. Because you see Tessa's reaction when Noah said, "What was he? What did he say to her when they was at the coffee house?" Um, he was uncomfortable. I must have missed that. The last that had to be it was this week. Was it was the Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Yeah. The last interaction with each other was when they were at Phyllis's hotel, sitting in the lobby. Well, there was when he uh, he showed her that new album cover. That was at the coffee house when he finished it. And um, he was describing how, what he saw, and he was looking at her across that table, and Mariah was standing there. And then um, when Noah left, Mariah sent something, and she was like, okay, what's wrong? Tell me what it is. And Mariah and Tessa lied and say, I'm just worried about Sharon and how we walked away from her at the table. I'm like, girl, please. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah, that was, um, that had to be either Wednesday or Thursday. It was this week. Of this week? Mm-hmm. Let me see what day that was. Um, Abby Chance, Abby Chance, Chelsea, Chloe. That's another thing. Chloe needs to stay, just, you know, these are grown people. Mm-hmm. You don't want, um, let me see if that was Wednesday. She don't want Sally with him. She don't want Chelsea with him. And she's just trying to, and it's like, <coughs> you got a husband and kids. Let them figure that out. Okay, that was Wednesday. Yeah, that was Wednesday. And they were at the Colin Noah. Yep, it was Wednesday. Let me see. Let me scroll. Tessa told Noah she was blown away with the co with the cover. Noah said that everything Tessa brought to the table, put in her music, was one of the many reasons he adored her. Mariah joined them, and she wanted to see the album cover. Mariah took one look and said, "Noah done something special." But during that, when he mentioned that statement about him adoring her, are you okay? Yeah. <clears throat> about yeah. um him adoring her, that's when she got uncomfortable. And when Noah left, Tessa um 
was asking about, I mean, uh, Mariah was like, hey, you know, is everything okay? You was looking kind of kind of weird and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's when she lied instead of saying, you know, she was feeling some kind of way about what Noah said. She turned around and said that she was wondering if Sharon wasn't happy about their decision to adopt him when she walked <clears throat> away from the conversation to talk to Noah. Yep, that was Wednesday. Hmm, I totally missed that. Yep, so. You okay, girl? Something went <laughs> Something tickled your throat. <clears throat> yeah. It's one hey, of those things where I can't. It's like. <clears throat> a... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. That's happened before for me, too. I get it. You be trying to, especially if you're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And I can't find my water bottle either. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. So did you have anything else? Even with the whole Sally and Chloe thing, did you have anything or that was it? Um not much with the Sally and Chloe thing, other than Chloe can't hide a secret to save her. And I guess it wasn't really a secret, but when um what's her name? When so, Chelsea was asking grilling her about why she was so adamant about her spending time with her and Kevin on New Year's and then came to the conclusion that maybe she knew that Adam was going out with Sally or something like that. It's like, that would have been so easy for Chloe to just say, well, just I just want you to, to spend time with us because it's been a while since we hung out. Um, you know, worry about Adam later on and just come and hang out with us. I don't know what's going I don't know what he's doing. I don't have any idea what his plans are. Just come and hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And it was just like it, it took her just saying that one time for um, Chloe to <laughs> it's like come on Chloe. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Um, and then with Sally her conversation with Tessa Mm-hmm. She um she always just comes off so like she overdoes it because she was telling Tessa how she admires her. Um she was a fan before the the uh, or something like that. Talking about how um she was like I, you know, we kind of had because you got into that hot water um, when it came to her using Mariah's diary mm-hmm. to to write songs, I guess, using, you know, the stuff that Mariah had written in her diary. She used it to write her songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like, and you were, you know, everybody kind of ousted you because of that. And I'm kind of in the same boat. And I'm like, Sally, that is not how you try to spark up a friendship with somebody by bringing up their past mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. I get where she was coming from or what she was trying to do, but it's like, you probably could have saved that and just told her that you were a fan of her music um, and talked to her about what you really wanted to talk to her about, which was collaborating with her as far as her um, wardrobe and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she just, it's like she meets people and she just goes overboard and she talks too much. She says too much. Yeah, she it's, does. It's annoying. <laughs> it's very, very. I mean, it's crazy. I, if I was Tessa, I would have 
I probably would have got up and walked away from her. Like, I don't need you bringing up my my past mistakes. Right. I don't know you. <laughs> right. I mean, she sure did, didn't she? Yeah. So, but yeah. that was that was it. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have anything else for the young and the restless for the past two weeks. Let us move it along then to the bold and the beautiful. So, for the week of the 20th, Taylor admitted her long-standing feelings about Ridge. Brooke extended an olive branch to Taylor. Sheila's bitterness about Deacon's progress with Hope reached a boiling point, but it simmered down when Finn and Steffi invited Sheila to a Christmas Eve. And then, the week of the 27th, a confrontation between Brooke and Sheila sparked. Uh, Sheila to take revenge by switching Brooks' non-alcoholic champagne with the real thing. Douglas witnessed Santa Claus kissing Brooke. Paris talked herself out of a marriage proposal from Zenday, but ended up kissing Carter. That right there was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Okay, so um, last the week of the 20th, what do you think about Taylor admitting her feelings for Ridge? I'm like, why are we going through this again? Yeah, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. She it, just go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say it just just makes her look like a pathetic person. And the crazy thing is is that she just had a conversation with Steffi about how impressed she was that she moved and got her own man. And then she's happy. But then they did have a conversation the week of the 13th about how their men were stolen from them. And I'm like, that's like, not Yeah, cool. like, why are you taking your daughter back down that road? She is in a happy marriage. Right. There's no need for you guys to bring up that past. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and then she turns around. And after saying all those great things about how strong she was by moving away from him, mm-hmm. you turn around and get back into a triangle with a, a seemingly that's where they're headed. When she getting back into the whole triangle with Ridge all over again. Right. And yeah. it's like, really? Yeah, I was very disappointed and annoyed that she stood there and admitted that she was still in love with him or that she still loves him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, here we go again. I would have rather for her to, if even if Ridge was still interested in Taylor, that Taylor was talking to somebody else. Maybe mm-hmm. Bill or, I don't know, somebody, Carter. Who knows? <laughs> if he can date, if he can date uh, Quinn, he can date Taylor too. Um, but no. She right back into this whole thing with uh with Ridge and it's like yeah. why are y'all doing this? And even um when Ridge and Steffi were talking at one point, I think it may have been last week, and Steffi mm-hmm. said something about um something about the idea of him and Taylor reuniting, and he told Steffi, like, you gotta stop with this. Mm-hmm. I love Brooke. Brooke is my wife. Like, I'm not leaving Brooke. Just because we're going through this issue, these issues right now, right? Yeah, it's crazy. What did you think about um, 
with Sheila, because I know you were shocked about that when we were on our last podcast on the week of the 13th, when I was telling you about the previews of the fact that Taylor is going to invite um, Sheila to Christmas, you was like, yeah, I can't wait to see that. Now that you've seen it, what did you think about that? Do you think that was a good reason that, that Taylor had? Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with the reason that she wants to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only so much Sheila can do in their in their presence. Like she's not right. gonna, especially in front of her son, she's not gonna try anything because she wants to get in her son's good graces. So, I mean, right now, what's the what's the point in the if if Finn is okay with it? If Finn, because really, it's about Finn. Right, Finn is the one that wants to um, get to know his mom and give her a chance. Mm -hmm. Then, I mean, have at it. Even if they would have, they could have even stuck to the idea of she's not allowed in the house. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because they know she was dangerous. But mm -hmm. come over to the house to kind of like. I guess analyze her is what Taylor wanted to do to see if she could tell like if she really changed or not. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that was a, a horrible idea. And at the same time, it also um, allows Finn to feel comfortable with talking to his mom. And he doesn't feel like he's got to either be mean to his mom or go behind Seth's back and it's out in the open. Right. So you may, may as well do it that way. Yeah. And then let her ruin it. If she looks doing something, you know, underhanded or trying to hurt Steffi or um, uh, Taylor again, then let her be the one that that ruins it. Mm -hmm. That's true. And that way he won't, you know, have negative feelings towards Steffi. Right. Yep. Now, Brooks uh, did, you know, extend an olive branch to um to Taylor. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was real or was it fake? Um I can't tell what Brooke sometimes. I don't know if yeah. she's doing it just to just because maybe she feels like if her and Taylor are friends then Taylor won't try to make a move on Ridge or if she truly wants to be friends with Taylor. Mm -hmm. I guess I could see why she would, would want to at least be cordial with her because I mean they're all in the same family basically so mm -hmm. better to, to try to be friends than to have this animosity towards each other and then during family gatherings or whatever it's awkward um, so I don't know maybe there is some some uh, maybe she is being a little genuine but it's also probably self-serving as well Mhm. Mm yeah, I um, I don't know. I took it as her trying to stick a toe in the water. Yeah, you know, trying to see what what was Taylor's intention. Are you? Is she? If when I talk to her, is she going to be spiteful and nasty, or what's her real reason? And you know, I just want to make that sure that we're all going to be good. And I'm like, you was just pissed off with Ridge for hanging out over there. So, oh yeah, oh she definitely went over there to get in Taylor's business to see right like what's going on in her life because one of the questions she asked was if she was dating somebody exactly 
Exactly. Like, that wasn't subtle at all, even though she was trying to be subtle. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and then she was like, oh, you know, are you going to be in town now? I know you're a busy woman, and you got booming practice, and I'm like, girl, stop. You're being passive-aggressive. That's what you're doing. She absolutely was. (laughs) (laughs) Just cut it out. And my thing is, um, securing your marriage with your husband and you know Ridge isn't going to cheat on you then you have no business over there trying to give Taylor the third degree trying to figure out what's going on in her life because if Taylor make a move on your husband she's going to do it regardless of what Ridge decides to do if Taylor wants to do that then she's going to do that what Mm -hmm. you would have to be worried about is if your husband is going to be susceptible to those moves or feel that Ridge is going to be faithful to you and he has no romantic feelings towards Taylor, then you don't have anything to be worried about. Now, mm-hmm. until she makes that move, if you want to approach her for disrespect, that's a different story. But as long as your husband is telling Taylor, there is no chance for us, um, you you can forget about it, then there's really, there's nothing for you to worry about. There's no need for you to be on the, the defense because Taylor is in town. Right. Yep. And the crazy thing, she's so hypocritical because she don't have a problem with Deacon being back because we're not on to what happened for New Year's yet. Mm-hmm. But she was like, oh, Ridge, you know, he she wants a relationship with her father. You no, know, just deal with it. Now, that's your ex too, right? Mm-hmm. Or somebody that you slept with. I don't know if they were ever in a full-fledged relationship. But then... Taylor comes back in town and now you got problems with that. And it's like, girl, please, how you, it, it can work for you when it benefits you, but when it don't benefit you, it's a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> her, her reaction to Taylor being back in town, um, Katie and Hope's reactions to Taylor being back in town is like, you would think Taylor somehow like ruined her life in some way. Exactly. Like, if you guys are all reacting like this because you're nervous about what might happen between her and Ridge, then there's an issue in that marriage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because then, therefore, you, because if you were secure, it don't worry. It don't matter if Taylor's back in town. Right. And her kids are here. So the, exactly. the, they were all like shocked, like, oh, she's here. Is she planning on staying? And it's like she has children and grandchildren here. If she was planning on staying, why would that be such a, a shock or an issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she Brooke is always if 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 she's the problem, she makes the situation work for her. Oh, I cheated because it was a mistake. I was you know, I was in a bad place. But when somebody else cheat like Quinn, then the whole world is coming to an end. Right. They're the worst person on earth. Exactly. So they don't really love you. She she if they've done this and it's like, oh really, Brooke? <laughs> right. How many times have you done it? Right. But it was a mistake. Okay. All right. And that um, that but... all that happens because they allow her to get away with it. Eric yeah. always made excuses. Ridge always eventually he's mad at first, but he always makes excuses for her. Her sisters make excuses for her. Mm-hmm. That's all they fault because they allow Brooke to think that she can 
make these mistakes and then just say, oh, it was a mistake. I didn't mean it. I was vulnerable. I was manipulated. Girl, please. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing when, when hope, it's always either, oh, I, I it, she don't want to take accountability. It's always half the time there's a, a justification for mm. when she do it. But if somebody else do it, oh yeah, you're a horrible person. Yeah. So, Okay, so speaking of Brooke, Brooke has a confrontation with Sheila when she's up there talking and laughing and kiki and with Deacon at the job. Mm-hmm. And Brooke is like, I'm going to do everything in my power to protect you from Steffi and Finn and Hayes. And I'm like, what? Right. Come on. <laughs> It's like you now you want to protect Steffi. Any other time is your daughter. It's my daughter. Now exactly. you want to protect Steffi when it has something to do with anybody other than you. Yeah, she that was a little that was a little weird. It was weird. And then the other part of that of that story is her trying to keep her away from and which that set crazy off. Sheila is like, oh no, you're going to come in between. Because then Sheila made it, she put it on real thick with Brooke when she told Brooke. And even Taylor invited me and she was a really nice person. Only good people do things like that, which was really being passive aggressive Mm -hmm. to Brooke. And so them two throwing shots at each other, you know, she got pissed off went home and Sheila was like okay you know what you drinking non-alcoholic champagne on New Year's Eve okay cool guess what I'm gonna fix that right girl they had and like I told you when I messaged you early this week they made a whole step by step process showing what she was doing I'm like (laughs) I saw that right I'm like are y'all trying to get people to show folks out there how to do that Oh, what? <laughs> All they had to do is show her one scene with two bottles, and the next scene it was done. Y'all make right. a whole process out of it. Yeah. And that, so when we were talking about it earlier this week, mm-hmm. my take on that was she was doing exactly what Steffi and Brooke and Ridge and all them know that she's capable of doing. She's she is she's scheming. Yeah, she validating everything that they're saying. Right. And it's like this is why Sheila Steffi doesn't want you around um Finn or her kids because of this kind of stuff that you're doing. So it's like mm-hmm. just because Brooke has nothing Brooke isn't even the in the equation of whether or not you can spend time with Finn. Steffi has more to do with it than Brooke does. Right. So why go through all of this hassle to, I guess, ruin Brooke's life is what what she's trying to do. Um, because if Steffi doesn't agree to you being able to spend time with your son, then then you're not going to spend time with your son, regardless of what Brooke says or does. So it just it just didn't make sense to me that they had her going through all of that to, I guess, um, you know, ruin Brooke's life or whatever. Right. It was that was dumb. I'm like, this is the person that you decided to 
to basically risk um, them finding out that you pulled some kind of scheme, somebody that, that doesn't even have a say in whether or not you can spend time with your, your son or your mm-hmm. grandson. Yeah. You know, she got set off and created a whole thing. But let me ask you a question. So when Ridge came home and invited, um, and I think I might have even talked to you about this too, invited um, Brooke to go away with him for New Year's Eve. And mm-hmm. she told my, oh, the kids, the kids, and Hope need me to be here. Don't you think she should have went with Ridge on that trip? Yeah, because all they did was sit at home and with the with uh, the kids and Hope and Liam. And they were only there for like five minutes. They didn't even last to midnight. Right. Yeah, that was um, I thought that was poor writing on the, the writer's part. Like, this was the reason why she didn't want to go out of town with him. And it was just so they could they could devise a way to get Brooke and Deacon which Along. I, I'm pretty sure Ridge would have been pissed if he had known Deacon was invited over to the house because my guess is that he didn't know Deacon was invited over there. Right. Because he would have had something to say about it. Yeah. But, but yeah, he, that was their way of getting, uh, figuring out a way to get Brooke and Deacon alone together so that little scene could happen. And it's like, why didn't you guys just leave out the part about him inviting Brooke with him to go on this trip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just yeah. didn't make sense to me it didn't make sense and then she was adamant about it she was like no I need to stay here and I'm like wait a minute your daughter is married got a whole husband and some kids and mm-hmm. your husband is asking you to go away for New Year's Eve and you rather stay home yeah okay right it, it, it just wasn't good writing like you said yeah it would have made more sense if Ridge went on a business trip, was supposed to be back like New Year's Eve or I don't know, day before New Year's Eve, something like that. And that's why it got canceled. The plane got stuck because they were having mechanical issues and he didn't make it back in time. Right. Like that would have made more sense. Yep. You are absolutely correct about that. It it would have made a whole lot more sense. But of course that led into her drinking the non-alcoholic alcoholic champagne mm-hmm. and she got tipsy but somewhere along the line you feel your me if I know that I'm eating or drinking something that doesn't have a side effect and I start feeling side effects I'm freaking out yeah that's the other <laughs> thing that didn't make it was like how did how does she not feel or even deacon like, how do you not feel that you're starting to get a little tipsy? Because I know right. it when I get tipsy. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I know that I'm drinking Kool-Aid, right, and there's nothing but sugar and whatever, right, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I start to move, the room is spinning or shaking and I'm feeling real calm and relaxed, I'm be like, what's in this? Right. I'm not going to keep drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, maybe, I mean, because she's supposed to be a past alcoholic. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe it's different. Maybe the alcohol, you know, the, the because it's a disease. So maybe it just triggered into, and she didn't pay no attention to it. Yeah. I don't know. 
for that. Yeah, almost. I guess that could be. I don't. I don't know how. I it don't know. Yeah, you know, I've never been in a situation, but I'm caffeine sensitive, mm-hmm. and the moment I drink something that maybe you know I order decaf like from a restaurant, but they make a mistake and pour caffeine in it. The mm-hmm. moment I start, I'm like, oh no. I can't you know what I'm saying so it was crazy or it was different I won't say crazy it was different how with this storyline she didn't feel like what's going on this is supposed to be non-alcoholic yeah she didn't recognize it no and it gave in and then he was he's a past alcoholic too right so both of them is thinking they're drinking non-alcoholic and don't one of the two of them should have been like wait a minute something's off about this stuff yeah nope both of them was gone yeah so what do you think about Douglas so he came up there being disobedient because Liam told him to go to bed mm-hmm. he sneaks out the house and go to the main house he gets up there and he's looking through the through the drapes, smiling. <laughs> so I'm like, why is this little boy smiling? Is he thinking it's grandma kissing Santa Claus, or what is going through his mind? <laughs> so that's what um, uh, that's that didn't even cross my mind because Deacon wasn't in a Santa Claus suit, right? So when I saw him smiling like that, I'm like, what? I was Yo, confused. That's weird. Did that come across I, weird to you? It did. It came across very weird and kind of creepy. Right. Exactly. And I, I, I commented on your post on the post that you had in the group, and I'm like, why did they insist on making this child creepy? <laughs> yeah, because he's standing up there, and the, his facial expression was like, "Ooh." And I'm yeah. Like, that's not. That's so weird. I don't hear it. Yeah, like, that was even, weird. Even if it was supposed to be, and I didn't, I didn't put it together until I saw people in that same post. Like I, I think he thinks it's Santa Claus because Deacon had on that Santa Claus hat. Right. Oh, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even put that, put two and two together for that because he wasn't in the full suit. There was no beard. It was just him in a hat, and it didn't. I guess it didn't cross my mind that maybe from the angle that, um, Douglas saw it is all he could see was like the hat. And nothing else. Well, that was that. That's what I'm saying. I would because when I first saw it, I'm like, that looked kind of weird, yeah, creepy. And then when I seen people in the group say, "Oh, he thought he saw Grandma kissing Santa Claus," I'm like, well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's the only explanation that I would be able to come up with as to why he would be smiling like that. Yeah, because that don't look too good. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> but. My thing is, is, um, what's it? Because they supposed to sleep together, and Brooke is gonna get pissed off about that. And it's like, you let that man stay up in the house before you got drunk, right? You hadn't had a, a glass of that stuff before. You should have sent them home, like, dude. You know, even when Ridge told you I'm not coming home tonight, you know, um, I'll be back later. We're grounded because of the storm. You and he talking about you sure you don't want to be alone tonight? He's like, dude, you know you shouldn't be here. You don't want to mess this up with hope. Just get out of here. Right. You should have been 
first place, even with even with Hope um, and Liam being there earlier, in my opinion, because there's such an issue there. Mm-hmm. He he had no business being there. If Hope wanted to spend New Year's Eve with her dad, mm-hmm. then she should have did that up in the cabin with her and Liam and the kids. There's no reason for them to come down to the main house with Brooke right. to cause to possibly cause more issues with Ridge. Exactly. Like that was another decision. Yep. 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 You know. So. Yeah, that whole thing is that whole thing is crazy. I'm wondering if Douglas is going to be like, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Oh, you know he is. You know he's going to bust that out, and they're going to be looking at Riz. Going to be looking at at Brooke like, like who the heck who is he? Who are you talking about? I wasn't right. here. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yep. All right, let's talk about this other last piece of this conversation. This whole thing with this proposal. Mm -hmm. Girl, I don't even know what to say about this. Yeah, she just thinks, I don't understand what the writers are doing with her. They put her in one one crappy relationship type situation after the other. And it, oh. it's just like, what? Why? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like one, at one point, she is like really into, excuse me, really into Zenday. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's a, and I, so I do remember. A little while back, her saying that she wanted to take it slow. I think it was when her and Zenday first started dating. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember there being any indication of her not wanting her not ever wanting anything serious until now. Unless I, I some of the some of their interactions over the past several months. Um, but I thought that it was very I thought it was crappy of Carter mm-hmm. in her that text about Zenday proposing and what Carter should have done because Zenday is supposed to be his friend is mm-hmm. tell Zenday like look we were she we were in here talking earlier and um she is not ready for marriage. She told me she wasn't ready for marriage and gave him the heads up instead right. of doing it the other way. Yeah. That was crazy to me. Because, I mean, they haven't even had a minute to have a connection, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, you feel in some kind of way. You throw, you lob a grenade in that whole thing. And then she passively aggressive. Again, these people, they know they know how to make these uh, characters passive aggressive. Tell Zenday, oh, I'm just, I want to be independent and I'm going to be, you know, keep it light and casual and blah, blah, blah. So, of course, Zenday didn't propose. And she gets back to the office talking about how bad she felt about what she did to Zenday. And the next thing you know, she's locking lips with Carter. Right. Girl, mm -mm. I can't. I just can't. I mean, the thing is, why won't you get this girl a decent storyline? She went from fan to Thomas, to Carter. And then she looks like a hypocrite because she was the one that blew up the whole thing with Zoe, the whole thing with Quinn. 
And now you doing the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, hers isn't as, as severe as what Quinn was doing because she right, died. right, that's true. But, but her whole thing about being honest, right, which is to me, you had to know that Zenday was maybe more serious about the relationship than you were. If he's ready to propose to you, so she should have told him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that she wasn't ready for anything serious. Mm-hmm. That way he didn't get the impression that proposing was a good idea. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, oof. yeah, that whole thing was crazy to me. Yeah, me too. I just, I don't know. I mean, give us something. Give, give I'm, t- I'm Carter too. I'm tired of Carter. <laughs> like I'm tired of him causing all these. I feel like he's just been the center of everybody's love life drama. Right. Yeah. It's starting even with even in the beginning with Zoe. It was like he was rushing that relationship. Yeah. It was you fell in. He fell in love with Zoe within a matter of a week. And then had yeah, her in yeah. the next week, and then was was proposing to her after dating mm-hmm. her for like two or three weeks. Right. And it's like, why do y'all keep making this man look like an idiot? Because he's not, that's basically what they're doing. He looks like an idiot. Yeah, he sure does. Yep. And it's now here we are, and looking like looking stupid with um, um, Paris making mm-hmm. stupid decisions. Mhm. So I don't know. I, I just, you see, I ain't got too much to say. I'm just like, <laughs> it's crazy to me. So okay, what else do you have, girly? That's it. That's it, really. Okay, you got to flip the script. Yeah. Yes, I got a couple. Okay. Um, my. My Y and R flip was when um what's his name? When Devon went to um Abby and Chance about the custody thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of them saying, Let us think about it, um, at that moment, I feel like Ab- Abby should either one of them, Abby or Chance, should have been like, No, this isn't what we agreed on. I understand that, you know, you have a deep connection to our son but you're not his father and custody is not on the table you're his godfather we're willing to let you come over and spend time with him when you want to I mean even when he gets a little older you guys can do the overnight thing but custody is not that's not it's not going to be considered we're not going to discuss it in the story right there's no reason for them to even make him think that they were possibly going to consider giving him custody, share custody of that little boy. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then my bold and beautiful flip was when um, one of the many times that Taylor and Ridge were in the room with each other um, talking and Taylor was doing the um, telling them that she, you know, still had feelings for him or she'll always love him, was in love with him, whatever it was that she said to Ridge. 
Rich should have stopped her and said, you know, uh, of course, we'll always care about each other. We have kids. We've, you know, known each other for however many years. Um, we're, we're always going to be family, but I'm in love with my wife. There's no chance of me and you happening. Um, and I need you to get that out of your head. Yeah. Because the one thing that Rich doesn't do is he doesn't put his foot down when it's when it's either way. When it was him and Taylor that was married, he wouldn't put his foot down with Brooke and then vice versa. And as you see now, he's not putting his foot down with Taylor. And that's kind of the same thing Liam does with Hope and um, Steffi is he allows that little those little compliments and the little flirting and and all that crap. And it's like you're giving them false hope. Like, stop with the false hope and just tell them what's up. This isn't happening. Exactly. I'm sorry. So, those are my flips. Okay. Um, my flip is with Chloe and Chelsea and uh, Sally. With Chloe and Chelsea, I would say, you know what? I know what you want to do. But here's the thing. You need to get to figure that I'm staying out of it. And with Sally, just stay out of it. She's going to do what she want to do. It is what it is. And then um, also Lily need to kick Billy to the curb. Um, and then with Bold, Brooke should have put um, Deacon out the house. Nope, mm. go on. I'm I'm good. I'll go hang out with the kids until Ridge get here. Yeah. Yep. And I have no words for Paris, so I mean either. <laughs> All right, that's our uh two week catch up show for the week of the twentieth and the twenty seventh. Hope you enjoyed it and look forward to the week of January third. Hopefully it'll be some good stuff. Um we saw the previews for uh, Young and the Restless, and then with Bold, I want to see how this secret is going to come out with Deacon and Brooke. So. Me too. Do you all know right. kids? Kids tell it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As they say, kids say the darndest things. Right. All righty. So until the next um, show, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.